Namaste. Welcome to the Marty Tribble Yoga Podcast. Today's practice is a gentle yin asana practice. And you might want to have a few props handy, a bolster, perhaps a blanket, depending on how you like to use props in your yin practice. And it'll also help if you have a couple of racquetballs on hand. You can also use tennis balls, but we find that racquetballs work a lot better for the bodywork portion of the practice. So a reminder for those of you who may already know and have it registered, or for those of you who are just hearing about it now, we are taking a retreat to Costa Rica January 5th through the 12th, 2013. Myself and my partner John, who is a musician and a yogi, my good friend Shana Broadwell, who is a teacher and studio owner here where I teach, you hear all of the classes, that's where I'm teaching, and also our friend Kevin Paris, who is an amazing musician, body worker, and yogi. All four of us in Costa Rica for a week at the Goddess Garden in Cahuita. And it's going to be yoga and live music. There's going to be great workshops and daily asana, meditation, amazing food, some group adventures. So check it out. You can find everything on my website at www.martytribble.com. All right, enjoy your practice. Namaste. All right, so let's come into child's pose. Take a moment here to scan your body. And as you scan your body, just notice what you feel. Notice where you feel it. Let the breath be natural here and just observe how the body takes care of the breath. The breath is always there. This beautiful tidal rhythm of inhale and exhale. the backdrop or the support that allows all of the functions of our body
Pay attention to the space where the inhale turns back into an exhale. And where the exhale gently turns into an inhale. ahead and gently crawl out onto your belly, crawl out onto your belly. So you're going to have the forearms flat to the floor for sphinx pose. So elbows are in line with the frame of the shoulder. But depending on how, how deep you would like your back bend, you can adjust the elbows either closer to the body for a little deeper bend in the low back, or you can move the elbows forward and that's going to help the spine come down a little and kind of reduce that curvature. So take a minute and kind of listen into your low back, maybe try a couple of, of placements for the arms. And then once you've figured out the arms, the heart center can either just kind of drop toward the earth again. That's going to take more of the back bend out. So a little lesser back bend. So you're just kind of hanging between the shoulders. Or again, if you want more back bend, you can press into the forearms and let the heart kind of rise up between the collarbones. And then from there, the idea is to tune into the lowest part of the spine, the lumbar spine. And just pay attention to the layers of tissue that surround that area. And as you breathe naturally, allow those layers to begin to soften. So the low back becomes kind of like a hammock, just, just hanging, letting the weight of the bones and the organs and the tissues hang. Your head can be upright, it can be neutral, you can let the head hang. If you're newer to yin practice, we're going to linger in our poses around three to five minutes for most poses. 
And as you linger, you'll notice the qualities of these postures feel quite different from, say, a hatha practice or a vinyasa, something that's more active or what we call yang. So those practices address mainly the cardiovascular system and the muscle tissue. But yin practice is about the yin tissues of the body, so connective tissues. Things like sheathing that wraps the muscle, tendons, ligaments, and the webbing of fascia that runs through the entire body. So you'll notice after we've been there a little while, or perhaps even right away, you'll have kind of an achy quality in the posture. The sensation of the end tissues. You might feel gentle compression as well. Tune in to the tissues around the base of the spine. Is there somewhere you can soften, maybe across the sacrum? Maybe letting the two points of the hips and the front body, letting those spread away from one another. It's really subtle internal feeling. Letting go of the tailbone. So last few breaths in the pose, again soft and maybe a few more layers around the base of the spine.
Now very, very slowly, you're going to slide the arms either forward or out so that you can just gently bring the spine down to the mat. Let your forehead drop and just breathe here for a moment. Slowly shift your hips right and left a few times. Just letting them kind of draw a little bit to the right, a little bit to the left. And then again, just pause at center and breathe. Just going to gently draw your right leg along the floor so that you have a bent knee alongside of your body. So right knee bent alongside of the body. Options for the hands, you can stack your hands and let your forehead rest there. Otherwise, you can take the arms out to the sides and turn your head to one cheek, whichever one feels better. And then again, it's about letting go into gravity. So tune in to the front of your hips. Let the front of the hips soften. Let go of the weight of your arms, your shoulders. This is a wonderful counterpose to Sphinx, the back bend we just experienced. Notice the tiny muscles of the face. See if you can soften the face, letting go of the jaw.
Feeling the full weight of every bone, every cell. Keeping the knee as it is, we're going to press up onto the forearms again. And then once you're on your forearms, slide your left arm under the body. So it's going to reach toward the door side of the room. And then start to roll back onto your shoulder blades. So the right leg is just going to be hanging across the body. Right arm can drop out to the right toward the windows. And from there, you've got lots of choices. So you're in a twist, and you can maybe hook the left hand over the right thigh bone to create a little bit of deepening and an anchor there. You can keep the right knee bent, or you can straighten the leg. You can even catch the foot with the left hand. You can find whatever placement feels good for the right arm. So maybe exploring the opening in that right shoulder until you find just the right spot for the arm. And then placement of the head. Where does the chin want to point? Would the head like to be turned or neutral? Find the space where your body would most like to be this morning. Not basing this posture on some experience of the pose in the past, but where are you now? What's the body asking for? So we begin to learn not only to listen to what the body is requesting, but to trust the wisdom within. Trusting what's been passed down from the ancients through our DNA. this amazing, powerful 
self-healing vehicle that allows us to move through all of our experiences in life, to walk, to touch, to feel, to receive, to give. Let your jaw soften. Let your agenda soften. Gently roll back toward the belly, taking that right leg behind you, coming onto your forearms once again. And then draw the left leg up alongside of the body. So knees bent, and again, once you bring the torso back down, maybe. Stack the hands so the forehead can rest there, or take the arms out again in that T-shape, turning head to opposite cheek, and breathing.
Check in, soften the jaw. Notice the hips, let go of the tailbone. Feel the weight of every bone in the body. Passing up under the forearms, keeping the left knee bent. Draw the right arm under the body, reaching it to the left. And then start to roll towards your shoulder blades, letting your left arm drop out to the left. So left knee is crossed over the body. Feel free again to find whatever placement feels good. So maybe the pose will feel pretty much the same as the first side, or maybe you'll have some differences where the hands would like to be, which way the chin would like to point. mantra for yin practice, it might be, let it happen. Let it happen. Let go into the pull of gravity. Let the experience unfold. And just witness it, watch it, observe all the sensations and the thoughts and the feelings. Stay present.
Last few breaths here. Gently rolling back on to the belly, letting that left leg straighten behind you. Bring your hands under your shoulders, pause. Make sure that you connect through your belly, so as if you're trying to pull your belly muscles away from the floor. Keep that connection, push down through hands and knees and find your way back into child's pose. Just resting here for a moment. Come breathing into where you are. rise up to all fours and we're going to find just a few rounds of cat cow so just organically as you're ready exhale curl and round the back and then on your inhale let the belly drop and draw the tail and the heart away and up a few more rounds on your own with your breath
coming back to neutral. We'll draw the right knee through for pigeon posture. So you're going to bring the knee out to the right edge of your mat. So the shin is diagonal across the mat. Right foot is aligned in front of the left hip. Try not to do the grab the foot and pull it forward thing. Just let the shin land wherever it needs to land. Maybe walk the back leg back a little bit. And pause for a moment there. Start to press both of your feet down. Pull the tailbone downward toward the earth. Inhale. Draw up through the very fronts of your armpits. And then as you exhale, gently wave forward. Find the forearms on the earth or blocks or a bolster. Letting the left hip gently roll down so the hips are even level. Depending on how you feel, maybe walking the hands forward so the forehead can come down to the floor. Remember, you can use your props to bring the floor up a little closer as needed. natural flow of breath and the pull of gravity let it happen
jaw soften. Let go of the tongue. Gently start to shift your weight into the right hip. We're going to switch sides by bringing the back leg around. And taking the front leg back. So you have your left knee in front, right leg extended behind. And that left knee wants to point out to the left, so you're definitely to the left of the midline of your body. You can let the shin just angle across the mat, however would like to, walking your back leg away to your degree. Pause here, press into the feet, pull the tailbone down, then inhale, draw up through the fronts of your armpits. Exhale, gently fold forward, find your place to rest.
Notice where the mind goes. Keep bringing it back to breath. Now gently lean into your left hip. Bring the back leg around. All right, so we're going to shift into a seated forward bend. So 
If you have a lot of flexibility in your hamstrings, you can feel free to do the posture without a prop. Um, but for most of us, especially um, in a yin practice, it's nice to have something under the knees. So you can take your blanket, roll it up if you want kind of a smaller um, prop under the knees. Otherwise, you can take your bolster, place it under the knees. So you're just going to put your straight legs over your prop. Make sure that your heels are on the floor. Feet are relaxed. And then when you're ready, just fold forward and let the head drop. So where you place your arms is up to you. You can have them just hanging at the sides. You can cross them over your shins or your thighs and let your forehead rest on them. Find something that feels supportive for you and allows you to let go into gravity. So we're looking for an expansion for the entire back of the body. Backs of the legs, spine, back of the neck. So the back of the neck can be kind of intense, especially in the morning. So just be really mindful of what you're feeling. Your body's going to let you know what's too much. So if it's not too much, stay with it. Stay with that pull of gravity. Tune in. The body knows best. Stay connected even during the quiet moments of the practice. Stay with your breath. If you notice the mind wandering, whether it's busy or groggy, just keep bringing it back to that gentle flow of the natural inhale and the natural exhale. Effortless breath.
effortless pose. Mindfully keeping your chin tucked, gently roll up to seated, pushing through the hands as needed. Eventually your head's going to stack on the shoulders. Just pause there for a moment. Let the body respond and release. Find your way onto your back. So lie all the way down. We're going to take a, a short shavasana before we move on. of the body release into the earth.
Bending your knees, placing your feet flat to the mat. Roll to your right and find your way up. So we're going to take a little excursion. So find your blanket. If you didn't grab one, um, get one off of the shelf. And find um, an empty wall space. You don't want to be directly in front of one of the baseboard heaters either, so just find somewhere where there's a little bit of space. You're not going to need a lot of room, so don't worry about being close to somebody. Okay. All right, so the, the blanket is there to support your knees, so you're going to come down um, in kind of a lunge position with your left foot on the floor and your right knee on your blanket. And then you're just going to slide the right knee along the floor on the blanket um, as close to the wall as you can get it so that your right foot goes up the wall and the top of your foot where your shoelaces normally are is on the wall. So you're in this lunge with the, the back foot up the wall. So for some, you're going to feel this intensity in the front of the right leg right away. You might need to walk the left foot back so that the hip comes in contact with the foot, so buttock to foot. And for some, you're not going to feel it right away, so you're going to need to walk your hands up to the front thighs so that your torso comes up toward vertical. Depending on what's going on in the quad and in your low back, you might be all the way up vertical with your back against the wall, or you might be leaned a little bit forward. So again, what we're looking for is a stretch in the front of the right, front of the right leg. Your body's going to let you know what you need. You might need to adjust your left foot. You might need to adjust your right foot. So just tune in, and then when you're when you're dialed in in the pose, get as still as possible and just breathe into that right quad. tailbone down toward the earth. So this posture has just a little bit more yang element, a little bit more active element. So even within that activation, see if you can stay soft.
Notice if the shoulders are drawing up, let them draw down. Soften your jaw. Last few breaths. So work your way back down. Take your time, switch sides. Feel free to just pause on all fours and kind of shift your hips left and right a few times. And as you're ready, right foot flat to the floor, left knee to the blanket, slide it back to the wall. Left foot is up the wall, right foot is on the floor. Again, you can start by just pressing the hips toward the foot, the left foot. If you need more, walk the hands up the thigh and start to bring your upper body toward vertical. So this side might be different than the first, so make sure you're tuning in and adjusting. <laughs> So, tailbone drops down.
Soften through the shoulders and the jaw. Can you support yourself as we move into the last part of the pose? Last few moments. What can you shift? Maybe it's physically, maybe it's in the mind. So gently releasing, returning to all fours just for a moment. Let your hips shift right and left a few times. And then come back over to your mat. little piece so you can come onto your back. We're going to work with the racquetballs a little bit in the hips today. So once you have your racquetballs, lay down and place your feet flat on the mat. So once you're on your back, you're just going to place the racquetballs in the flashy part of the buttocks. So on either side of the sacrum, 
So remember the sacrum is a downward pointing triangular shaped bone. It's a fusion of vertebra that lead down to the tailbone. So once you're sitting on the racquetballs, just rest for a moment. So spine is flat on the floor and feet are flat on the floor. You're just letting the weight of your hips drop into the racquetballs. And you can choose to work in this method of acupressure where you're just hanging out and resting the weight down on one spot. And then after a few breaths, you can move them to a new spot, kind of finding the tender points in your hips and working into those. Otherwise, you can do more of a rolling method. So the way that the grain of the muscle in the hips go and the buttocks, it's nice to do a rocking side to side. Or you can do a circular motion, typically rolling forward and back like head to toe isn't as comfortable in the hips. So think about again the downward pointing triangular bone of the, the sacrum and you can work along that, that edge of the bone. You can even work onto the sacrum if it's okay. Some people have more tenderness there than others. So just test it out. This is one of the most ignored places in our bodies, yet it holds a lot of tension. It's the, the seat of emotion in our body. It's where the water element lives. So the hips translate and store and process emotion, especially the watery emotions. And even if we get body work on a regular basis, a lot of times the, the hips, the buttocks are ignored. It's a little bit taboo for some reason in our culture to nurture that part of our body. But every part of our body deserves our attention, is worthy of our attention and our nurturing. As every part is making up the whole, the whole experience. So we're going to take another four minutes or so here in the hips. So just take your time working with the acupressure or the rolling or a combination of the two.
the body guide the process. Pay attention to breath and sensation. It's not about doing anything. It's about allowing the undoing, the unwinding, the letting go process. It's one of the biggest ways that we stand in our own way. We disallow the shifts. We disallow the changes. We put up resistance. protective measure. Rather than letting the experiences of life move through us. So practice it here in this safety zone of your your yoga asana. Your time on the mat. Practice room, it's the, the laboratory to experiment with things like letting go of attachment, letting go of fear. So let's wrap up and release the balls. Just lay flat for a moment once you've placed the racket balls off to the side. They might roll away. Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out later. Just lay flat for a moment. Tune into your hips. your knees, roll to your right and come up. So we're going to prepare for our Shavasana. You're going to place your feet toward the back of your mat and lie down so that your head is facing the front of the room. If you need a blanket to cover with or um, a bolster to put under your knees, um, take those creature comforts and then we'll settle in for Shavasana. Final resting pose. 
So feet are at least mat width distance apart. Arms a bit away from the body as well. Palms face up. And let your eyes close. Beginning to notice the natural breath. Tune into your jaw. Let your jaw soften. Let the jaw hang. Maybe the lips part. Be sure the jaw is soft. your tongue let go of the root of your tongue tongue drops away from the palate and the palate is exposed and spacious into the mouth. Notice the front of your body. Let the front of your body drop into the back body.
mind back to body and breath. Letting gentle movements in your toes. rolling onto your right side. From your right side, as you're ready, pressing up, find a comfortable seat facing the front of your mat. three times. Remembering Om is the sound that connects us to all things. Space of balance brings us back to our truth. together at the heart, just pausing to acknowledge your own efforts for stepping onto the mat today. Realizing that all that you're cultivating in your time on the mat is expanding out into the world, affecting all that you do, all that you are, and all that you're becoming. Thank you so much for joining me in practice. Namaste.